Welcome to Portfolio Pulse, the money podcast for medical professionals and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Stephen Husky, owner of Husky Financial Consulting and Wealth Management. Our goal is to help leaders accumulate wealth and empower them to build the life they deserve. Each week, we interview a purpose-driven leader or medical professional that is building a thriving business with community impact. We ask tough questions, learn the habits they practice to build successful careers, and discover a secret they can pass on to help others build their businesses. It's time to talk money, meaning, and maximum impact. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today on the Portfolio Pulse podcast. Each week, we interview purpose-driven leaders who are building a thriving business in our community, or we touch on a financial subject which can add to a lot of value if you implement some of the pieces inside of that topic. And so what I want to talk about today is something real simple. And it's, it's about how can I stay financially organized? You know, we go through life and pick up group benefits and different IRA rollovers and all these different pieces, not really understanding how they work together to help us grow as a financial individual. So organization is something that is not often talked about in conversations surrounding financial wellness, but we believe that it deserves to be a part of the discussion. If your finances are not organized, it can quickly lead to extra expenses, deficient savings, and money that isn't working for your best interest, which are all things we advise our clients to avoid. Organizing your financial life, it may seem like a large undertaking, but once you invest the time to get things tidied up, it will be a much easier transition to maintain your system and tell exactly where every dollar goes. Taking control of your finances and assigning a job to every dollar will help you reach both your short and long-term financial goals, and we have the tips for how to do it. Number one, create a standalone savings account. If one of your financial goals is to save more money, having a savings account is a must, especially if it's an account that's fully separated from your personal checking account. A standalone savings account allows you to fully separate your saved finances from your checking which likely fluctuates in balance throughout the month. You can always transfer the money to your checking account in case of a sudden emergency, but by keeping your savings in a different place, you can ensure that unless you really need it, your savings stays right where it needs to be. In most cases, I would advise for folks to put their savings account at an entirely different financial institution. Because I know how simple it is to go to a restaurant and buy a couple meals and end up being too much money that's not able to be covered from your checking account. So we swiftly move over money from savings and then crisis averted. But oftentimes we forget to repay ourselves back and replenish that savings account. So keeping it separate, most cases it means you won't overspend. Number two, protect yourself against major cash casualties. Just as important as earning money and saving what you're able to is protecting the funds that you already have. Life is nothing if not uncertain, and there are many emergency scenarios that can quickly drain away everything that you work for. Part of good financial organization is protecting yourself against things that could deplete your savings and leave you or your loved ones in a bind. Work with a financial advisor or planner to make sure you're protected against common cash casualties such as lawsuits, sudden health issues, or death. Number three, pay off debt in the correct order. In the financial industry, we break debts into two categories, good and bad. An example of bad debt would be anything that doesn't build equity and carries a high interest rate. 
such as credit cards or personal loans. Good debt, however, would be anything that will build wealth long term, such as student loans or a mortgage. If you carry multiple types of debt, paying them off in the correct order will maximize your money's capabilities. Begin by prioritizing bad debt with high interest to start with. For good debt, such as a mortgage, continue to make your assigned payment each month until you are in a solid place with your savings. And again, we recommend anywhere from six months to one year's salary. And then begin allocating more money to these payments, as well as other investments that can grow your net worth over time. Lastly, budget when necessary to keep a level spending habit. In previous uh, conversations, you've heard that you don't really need to budget if you follow the right prioritization and optimization of your cash flow. But if you still feel the need to budget, obviously it will help with uh, decreasing that overspending. So once you invest the time into financial organization, you'll likely find that budgeting down to the penny each month is no longer necessary to keep you in good financial health, which is exactly what you want to see. However, during periodic check-ins with your finances, it's a great practice so you can be certain you are keeping your spending habits in check. Every few months, we recommend doing an audit so you can be certain you aren't overspending or accidentally blowing your budget on unnecessary costs. Now, once you've gotten yourself organized, which is the very first piece and, and good uh, foundation of where you need to begin from a planning perspective, next is understanding the goals that you want to set aside money for. And typically, we break that down into short-term, mid-term, and long-term life goals. So since saving money is an important piece of any financial plan, if you're looking like the majority of most people, it's often the hardest part of your budget too. Having life goals to save for can often make the process easier, but if you have multiple targets in mind, knowing what to prioritize can still be difficult. And while every financial situation is different, by identifying your various savings goals and their respective timelines, you can have a much better idea what you should be saving for and how quickly you'll be able to get there. So let's take a look at the categories and check out some helpful questions to ask yourself as you determine what goals to prioritize the highest. So what are short-term savings goals? Loosely defined, a short-term savings goal would be anything that might be a more immediate expense, something you'll need to spend money on within a few years' time. An example of this would be building up your emergency fund, uh, paying off a car, credit card, or student loan debt, a vacation or an upcoming wedding, or home improvement projects. What are midterm saving goals? As with most things in life, there often will be a gray area of goals that don't really fit into the short or long-term savings plans, and those are referred to as midterm. And this would be consistent of expenses like uh, down payment on a new home, buying a vehicle, boat, or other large expense, and also hitting a specified number uh, as, as a number of personal savings. So. If you have a short-term goal of six to nine months of savings or even a year and you want to build up that investment account, uh, wherever it is that you keep it, you can actually hit a specified number in the midterm range. What are long-term savings goals? A long-term savings goal would be captured um, in a big picture expense. And that will plan to, to have you reach that in a few years time. And that would expense, excuse me, that would include expenses such as number one, paying off a mortgage, hitting a college fund savings goal for your kid hitting a retirement fund milestone, or if you want to invest or have a second home, purchase a second home. And how do you save money for these life goals? Well, we all have goals like the ones mentioned above, but where most people get confused about saving is determining how to save for multiple things at once. While defining your priorities is never easy, it will make all your subsequent budgeting decisions much simpler once you do. 
So decide how to budget for life goals with varying timelines. You can ask yourself a few questions. Do I have an emergency fund to pl in place to cover expenses? If not, you'll want to tackle this before anything else. Life throws us curveballs, people. Make sure you have an emergency fund. How quickly should I target paying off the debts that I carry? Do I have an extended amount of time to plan for retirement, or should I prioritize that above all else? And which goals will benefit my finances the most in the long term? While budgeting is never easy, speaking again with that financial professional that you trust can be a major resource in helping you answer these questions and deciding where your money should go. Every situation is different, so having a unique and tailored strategy can make all the difference in setting you up for a successful financial future. Since we touched on long-term savings there quite a bit, I do want to help determine your yearly milestones for retirement savings. While it might not always feel like the most pertinent task, saving for retirement is one of the most important things that a person can do with their money. Having an adequately padded retirement fund ensures that you are able to enjoy the later years of your life comfortably and happily without having to worry about burdening family members, living off solely social security income, or getting a part-time job to pay for your bills. For most younger working professionals, retirement can seem too far in the future to consider. But by setting yourself up with milestone goals now, you can be sure you're on track to have the post-work future you've always dreamed of. Today, we'll be taking a look at how you can decide what your target retirement fund looks like and ways to break it down into more manageable goals. So how do we decide how much to save? While trying to decide how much money you'll need for the rest of your life, it feels like a huge task, it's important to determine a ballpark estimate for your future so you can set up yourself with adequate goals today. To understand how much money you need to save, you have to understand how much money you will need, even if it's just the roughest estimation. The single most important question you can ask yourself is, what do I want my life to look like once I leave the workforce? Getting an image of what your ideal retirement looks like will help you match your savings goals to your lifestyle goals. Will you be entering retirement debt-free? Will you like to downsize, travel, or purchase recreational entertainment? At what age do you plan to retire? And what is your target lifespan? Asking yourself these questions will give you a good indication uh, if you should target matching your retirement current income or if you should plan to give yourself more to live on. Creating yearly goals to get you there is important as, as well. So once you decide a rough estimation of how much you will need for a comfortable retirement, it is time to consider how long you have to get there. The typical rule of thumb for retirement savings is that you want to put away 15% of your income each year. But depending on how long you have until retirement, what your current retirement income looks like, and what types of accounts you're utilizing to save, this number can vary wildly. Additionally, if you are a medical professional who had to complete a residency, you may have more catching up to do than someone who started contributing to their 401k as soon as they entered the workforce. Fortunately, a qualified financial professional can help you determine exactly how much you need to save each year to be on target for your retirement goals and help you plan for yours and your family's future. If you have any questions at all, we're here to help and we hope that, hope that these tips around savings, getting financially organized, and what to look for in a yearly milestone for retirement savings was helpful. Reach out to us at huskyfinancial.com if you've got any more questions. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on Portfolio Pulse. If you found this helpful and think others deserve to hear about us as well, please like, subscribe, and share us across any platform on social media or your podcast platform of choice. That's it for today. Remember to be happy, stay healthy, and tune in next time to remain financially fit.
Michael Stephen Husky is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ is 6115 Park South Drive, Suite 200, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28210, 704-552-8507. Securities products and advisory services offered through PASS, member FINRA, and SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PASS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Husky Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PASS or Guardian. Compliance approval 2021-128823 expires 11-2023.